0: Hey and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament, one book at a time. We've got some pretty familiar verses to get through today, starting in Luke chapter 2, verse 1. At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger. Because there was no lodging available for them. Again, like I said, pretty familiar verses, especially uh, recognizing the time that this is being published. We're coming off the Christmas season as we uh, enter into a new year. And we see in today's passage a little bit of overlap between Matthew and Luke's Gospels. We see that at the time that Jesus is born, Joseph and Mary are still engaged. And uh, because of the census, Joseph has to head down to the city of Bethlehem. And it's not a city. city is very, very, very generous. This is more like a hamlet, like a little small village that they have to go and register for this census. Luke gives us a little bit more of a setup than Matthew does about what's happening in the world when Jesus is born, and that's just because that's Luke's style. We have now in Bethlehem this nightmare scenario that Luke gives us. Now imagine here, if you will, just a little bit of biblical imagination, imagine that you are being crammed into a small space with a lot of people. Maybe you've ridden a bus that was overcrowded or a train, or maybe you've been to the state fair. I know that as I'm publishing this in Minnesota, our state fair is one of the more crowded state fairs are known to be. And it's hard to find a spot to just sit back and relax and and even space out and decompress from being crowded around by a ton of people. So not only do you have the discomfort from being crammed together in a small place with a lot of unfamiliar people, imagine that you're being forced to do it by someone you've never met who has more authority than you do. Now also imagine that the person you're with is your fiance and she's engaged. Imagine now that uh, the people next to you maybe are expecting a child and she's greatly, uh, you know, greatly with child and it could be any day now and you have nowhere to stay. And now yeah, imagine that you don't have anywhere to necessarily call home for the time that you're there. Now imagine that her water breaks, right? This lady next to you, imagine that her water breaks. This is the nightmare scenario that Joseph and Mary are in, <laughs> and they have to take whatever is available to them. They have to resort to this last-ditch effort. And you know, as one who uh, has experienced this from the outside perspective of being a dad, this is incredibly stressful, not to mention uh, having to go and register for the census so that people can know how much to tax your country. You have just this tremendous scenario that's taking place, and you really feel for for Joseph and Mary during this time. And we know this passage well enough to know that they go and find uh, a stable to go and have this child. And there's an element of exposure here, right, where at least in a room you have some privacy. At least you have uh, some kind of discretion and secrecy. But no, resorting to whatever's available to them, Mary has Jesus in this uh, exposed element, and she wraps him up in cloths and puts him in a manger because, Luke records, there is no room. They are not even able to find someone who is willing to give up a room for them in this scenario. Consider a second who this is, right? Who's being born? This is the Word. Remember what John recorded in John chapter 1? This is the Word made flesh. The creator of the universe has taken on flesh, has become incarnate, and is about to be born. And the author of life here, the author of life himself, is born to parents who can't even find a room to stay in. There's no uh, pomp or circumstance. There's no fancy celebration. There's no professional doctors on hand. It is simply the... uh, it is what you get, right? And this is the world that Jesus is born into here. And this is a a pattern that we see, a theme that we see again in scripture. This is a lot of what we'll call divine subversion. And, And what I mean by that is that it's not what you would expect. You would expect that God himself would have the finest accommodations, that he would be highly celebrated, that it would be announced and heralded throughout the countryside that God has been born. And that is exactly not what happens, at least in the way that people would expect. And it really highlights again this divine subversion that God is doing all of this to prove a point, that his standards, his way of doing things are not the way that people would usually do things. So our takeaway point to discuss today is, what is God trying to tell us by being born in less than ideal circumstances? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.